Raising Unicorns. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Raising Unicorns on the, it's not couch, but on the chair today, we have the amazing, incredibly talented, one and only Lisa Valentine Clark. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's time to chat with a legend. That's legendary. For those of you who don't know, Lisa has her own, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. It started off as a radio show. It did. And, and it then it transitioned more. into a amazing Lisa the Lisa show. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you're the best. <laughs> so you're creating content. How often are you doing the show? Are you doing it every day still or like? Yeah, I mean, I go, it's my full-time gig. Yeah. And so we release a um, podcast once a week and then every day we release like social media content yeah. or like bonus material. When you're thinking about making yeah. content, how do you approach it? Like when you're ta tackling a subject, like whether it's like body image issues or or like, you know, you're talking about like you know, caregiving, like like when you approach that, how do you think about it when you're talking about your outlines or how, where are we going to take this discussion? Yeah, you bet. Well, I have um, two really great producers who I feel really free to like show up with and that I, that are, like creative on in their own right and and talented and smart and and I think that's surrounding yourself with like really talented people is like the hack right yeah. like <laughs> yeah. that's the trick that's really because where it comes down to. I mean I don't I'm sure like having done a lot of commercial work you just show up and you really want to please the client yeah okay what do you want out of this and then you'll you're able to do it right and so a part of that, so the reason why I mentioned like my team and producers and, and the environment where I work at, at BYU Broadcasting is because that is a huge, like how you even approach it, how you even think, well, what's possible is influenced by that structure. So when I walk into the Harmon Brothers and I have like a great team and a great director and great producers and people that I immediately, <laughs> you know, just connect with and they say something like, well, just improv this. Well, how would you say it? Or what What would you say in this line to tweak it? And you know they really trust you and you know that this is a free place to play, then you're going to take bigger risks. Yeah. But I don't feel that on every set. So I, That's you know. because those people are idiots. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> because what they're doing is they're unnecessarily confining uh, creativity where they don't need to. I mean, I understand deadlines, and film production done. and you got to yeah. stay on a schedule. Uh, absolutely 100%. But I'm saying that if you have, if every member of your team feels supported of like, okay, we can't accept every idea. Of course, we have to focus it, but we want to play a little bit and we want to do that because I come from a background of improv. Yeah. To me, that just always yields a better result. So how do we do that on Lisa's show is, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't have any special magic unicorn dust, but I do think my se secret weapon is authenticity. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to be like, nah, this is me. <laughs> and I don't, do you know what I mean? Like, yes, I would like to look very mysterious and elegant and composed. Yeah. And sometimes I pretend like I am, but, um, but really like showing up who I really am. And the thing that I like about the doing my podcast is I feel like it's, I saw a need because I'm Gen X, come from the old days of mommy blogging and I hate that term, but we used to write yeah. essays, personal essays is how <laughs> I like read. to say it. People on, read. And people read them and we connected and, and it was a way to express how hard it is to raise kids and be um, a woman. Did you and, have a blog back in yes, the day? Yes, I did. Is it still up? 
Probably. I haven't checked it for. Yeah, I had a blog spot for. Oh my gosh. It was called Almost Famous for a while. (laughs) It was dot blog spot, but nobody does that anymore. But I feel like that was the beginning of I'm. I'm having a hard time. You know, people used to walk out their front doors, especially stay-at-home moms, and like look around and you were a part of a community. And we've become increasingly, you know, disconnected. Mm-hmm. COVID really put the nail in that casket of us all being individualized. Yeah. It's And we're looking for that kind of connection. So I, I feel like one of the things that I'm the most proud of, of the Lisa show is, is that I just... I'm going to say it. I'm going to put the authenticity on the line. And yeah. it doesn't always make me look great, but... Um, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. It's such an interesting thing of like, I think the, the brand side of things and like how they communicate is just like a yeah. generation behind. Uh-huh. And like, they're just oh, now starting to catch up. Because mm-hmm. like, think about like, like the the boomer generation, like the baby boomer generation, like my, so my parents like did not, like there was just certain things you didn't say, yeah. you didn't, you didn't talk about it. Even like some things you didn't say in public, there's even some things you didn't even talk about in the home, like period. Like it was just yeah. like the sense oh. of propriety that I think kind of like crossed over into like brands. It's like a respectable brand doesn't say these right. things. Right. That's ridiculous. You know, it's like has to have this air of like seriousness to it. Or well, it an authority itself. too. Like yeah. we have the answer for you. Everything. You need this and this will make your life better. Yeah. Yeah. We know all the things, yeah. you know, but, and it produced such great advertising with like a woman needs a nice Blendtec right. blender. And listen, I Blendtec do. never said that for the record. No, they I never think did, that was... but I would like one. If they're <laughs> listening, I would sponsor you. <laughs> Come on the show, Lisa, <laughs> at uh, lisashow.com. Always hustling. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's it's so funny how, like obviously the internet has changed it too because like the whole like medium of advertising has shifted in the last 15 years yeah. in a, in a in a tsunami of 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 work going to internet advertising, video advertising online and different platforms, oh, whether totally. it's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, um, connected TV. And so I think like it's also like like those spaces that you talked about where the mommy blogs were, and then like you started to get like the uh, Instagram, like people who are getting big followers and like kind of being like documenting their lives for better or worse. Um <laughs> By the way, whenever I talk to my wife about this, yeah. about mommy bloggers, I'm like, what happened to like when people just wrote blogs yeah. for like, hey, come check out my stuff. And then sometimes they got huge and it felt like pretty genuine. Now, I don't know why, like the Instagram influencers, it's like, hey, I'm leveraging my child's like youth for money. Well, and- it's not the same thing because if you're talking about advertising, like, okay, so I'm a little bit of a purist, like because <laughs> like the blogging, like we wrote essays. It yeah. was writing. It was like, my smart friends were doing it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People who had like not like who had English masters, degrees yeah, and masters yeah. in English. <laughs> like the best blog that I followed was my friend. Every day I read the book, Casey Faulkner. And I was like, I have to be friends with her. She's so smart. She's so wickedly funny. Yeah. And that's how we became like really good friends because she's has a master's degree in rhetoric. Yeah. And so she knows she knows how to write. Now, she will never be an influencer, mostly because she doesn't want to be. <laughs> She could if she wanted to, but she doesn't want to. Yeah. So I understand what you say, but it's so interesting that you say that because I that is when advertising shifted, right? From like yeah. integrated, you know, we used to have like product placement, you know, you'll see a can of Pepsi in the background in a movie <laughs> set or whatever. Too. It gets you know totally, what I mean? and they pay so much money for it. And now it's like, oh, did you, did you want to know what kind of toothpaste my kids and I use? Oh, a lot of people have been asking me about my skincare. Nobody's been asking. And, <laughs> but you know, and then, and then it became that. And I sort of have that same because it seems inauthentic. Yeah. If you want to know what people are talking about, you talk to people. Yeah. You just ask them. You don't try to feel like you're like separated from like yeah. on our show, 
I literally bring in people and I think, well, what do you think? What do you think? Is this interesting? What is something that people aren't talking about that you wished they were talking about? Yeah. And I talk to people all over the country and I ask my friends for favors all the time. Like, just tell me what you think about yeah. this. And then if I see something that's coming up again and again, I think, oh, that's what we're going to do yeah, a season that's on. A that's what we're going to go gonna deep dive into. And I think absolutely that like, like stand-up comedy does that. Um, advertising does that. I mean, any creative content, you want to resonate with people because you want to connect with them. Yeah. And what they're worried about and thinking about and talking about or excited about is what they'll connect with. Yeah. And so I think people miss that when they're trying to think, well, what should we, you know, whether it's toothpaste or or lawnmowers or what, it doesn't matter like what the product is, but it's saying, okay, what what is the the issue surrounding this topic and then how can we solve a problem for them? Yeah. How can we connect? It's it's so true because I mean, like when I talk to like like potential clients all the time on the phone, when we're like seeing if they're a good fit for them, they're always like, what's your creative process? And like, it's funny because I think huh. it sounds so obvious when we talk to them about this. We're like, well, we use something called the user method where we try and get to the head of the consumer. We try and mm -hmm. use the product ourselves. We try and give it to people who are within the target so audience. Smart. And then we go ask them like, what do you think about this product? What do you like about it? What didn't you like about it? And like, and then it's also ask people who have never even seen the product of like, what have you, what do you think about so like these options that are alternative options out there? What do you like about it? What don't you like? And just like very conversational. Cause like it's, it's I think it's really easy for, um, like like focus groups to just go yes. like off the rail or like they like overthink it. You I know, know that's I mean? tricky because they're getting paid for their comments. Exactly. I, and you do want focus groups. Like I you do. There's, there's definitely focus a, groups a value for, of yeah. It. But, but like unfiltered feedback from like people yeah. who you trust, you know. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> invaluable. To a is totally different as far as like insights that can come out of that. And it's like for us, like I remember on the chat books ad, we went and like just interviewed a bunch of like chat books as like favorite customers yeah. that just, they just came into the yeah. office and they're like, I'll tell you all about it. You oh know, yeah, like the love group. They're just like, huh, let me evangelize. Preach. No, totally. And <laughs> and having that following that love group can give you a lot of ideas because they are using your product. They're thinking about it. They love it. We have the same thing. We have like Lisa's listener community. You have your own uh -huh, love uh -huh. group. And, and but then we like have discussions on Facebook. You know, just in yeah. the, about like the episode because some people want to talk about it. Like especially this caregiving season that we uh, had, they want to connect with real people in real yeah. life and doing that as a product. And, and listen, a podcast is a product. Like yeah. Chatbooks is a product. Like yep. they're all products and they want to come in and talk about them. And it gives me ideas. And sometimes I ask explicitly, like, what kind of questions would you like to hear for our Council of Moms? What's wor worrying you that we can help? Yeah. Like, what do you want to hear more about? And um, I mean, for those, like I'm thinking about your audience right now, who is, you know, maybe they're trying to think, okay, I, I need to you know, create a, a commercial. I need to create, you know, a product. I market my product. I right. need to market my product. How, you know, what do I need to tell my team? And I do have to sit like two things really come to mind. Like as you were talking that, that well, I do use a lot of research and, and it's so easy now to look at all the statistics of who's clicking on Instagram and Facebook and where they're listening, whether it's Spotify or, or on Facebook the app. Facebook groups. Or How big is your, the Facebook and, group? And on YouTube, which is the largest platform for podcasts that give you lots of analytics. And using those to say, I mean, I just had a meeting today where we were looking at uh, the performance of some videos and, you know, why does one go viral and one doesn't? And, and, 
And I am happy to say that I'm always wrong. <laughs> the video that we do, I'm like, oh, people are going to love this. This is this is going to resonate. And I'll be like, I don't know about this video. That's always the one that does the best. You know, it's so funny. I'm, I'm going to cut you off for two minutes. I don't know why. Natalie said the exact same thing about her at Studio C. I, I, I don't doubt it because our, our instincts aren't always right. But yeah. it doesn't mean that we're not missing the mark. So there's all, this, all these ways to collect data uh -huh. that they didn't have 15 years ago. That is invaluable. That yeah. that that can really and that actually informs like sort of where we steer the ship yeah. in either and where we go to engage with our audience and our love group or where we just like don't worry about uh -huh. and and where we put in like the advertising try, dollars right? or whatever things we try and it's so fun because you can talk and you can do lots of A/B testing on YouTube and things like that for free so that's really great and the second thing that I I wanted to bring up was like brass tacks for your audience of like how do I do this is I think a lot of people forget that women are the main consumers. Oh, we are making the money and we're buying all the crap. <laughs> not that your content is crap. Of course it's not. <laughs> but um, <laughs> do you know what we're I mean? We're buying all the stuff. We're buying all the stuff still. Yeah. The majority of the stuff for the home, for the uh, for our kids, for our oh, yeah. spouses, like ev everything. And so our comedy is different because it is about our life experience. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, and I think I, it's underutilized. Oh, for sure it is. To kind of wrap this all yeah. up a little bit, I think one of the reasons you've been successful and that we've been able to be successful with uh, some of our ads is, is we've really been able to channel like thoughts that people have had about a certain topic, a certain issue in a unique way that they don't feel like has ever been explored previously, mm -hmm. or they're afraid to explore it, or it's yeah, taboo and yeah. you make it fun and playful and open and inviting and kind of candid. I think that's really what it comes down to. It's I just do like, too. I'm just going to show you straight, you know, let's yeah. talk about this. And if know? I can like add on to that too, and I think it goes the same way to trust the people that you hire. Yeah. To do a really great job. Because once they know and they feel they're trusted from you, they're going to give you more than you ask for. Yeah. They're going to over deliver because they want to. And because that like trust is, it, it, that is, has been earned, right? Yeah. You know, 100%. there's, there's the jobs where I go in and I get over directed or, you know, say that like this, say the line, like you get line readings and stuff, which is a huge no-no, but like they just want to do it and they just want to do it fast and I'll do it because I am there to do the best job that I can. So I'll give them exactly what they want. But sometimes, <laughs> and it doesn't, ha but, and it happened yeah. like with Harmon Brothers, you feel trusted, you, you're yeah. invited in on the creative process. That's different Yo, than, yeah. than saying the lines. The, you're at, you're like, invited and yeah. you're saying, this is what the client wants. This is how we wrote it. This is what we're envisioning. What do you think? And you're yeah. like, oh, oh, you, oh, okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And you can take it or leave it. And then it, once that is like, I mean, that is just like a, like, that's the creative process. Yeah. It's not just doing a job. And I think a lot of people underestimate that. And I understand why, because these things are expensive and they're time consuming and they're important and everybody wants their voices heard and their stamp on they it like, and stuff. Yeah, and they want to take credit mark. for it. And yeah. like, there's lots of different, like, there's a lo lot more people involved. There's a lot of egos involved. Of course, yeah. everyone has one. It's, it's, but not acknowledging it isn't going to like solve the problem. Yeah. Lisa, this has been awesome. I knew like, because one of those things like, I like, you're not like always in advertising land. Like no. you, we had a really fun stint in there, but you've kind of been off on your own thing. And so I'm like, I'm really not, I would love to have Lisa on. She's so fun. She's so smart. Okay. Um, 
what are we going to talk about? I, <laughs> oh, yeah. such different venues. But well, I, I do. I feel like I'm selling, you know, my show. Yeah, I'm selling, I was like, you know. You're know. naturally like, you, you understand how to resonate with people. And that's ultimately what advertisers are striving to do. And I'm like, that's what we're going to talk about. We're just going to talk about how to speak to people in an authentic way. And I think you did a beautiful job at it. Thanks. Thanks. Thank, thank you so much for coming on, Lisa. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for watching Raising Unicorns. Subscribe now. Check out our Black Friday deal at Harmon Brothers University. Get our Make Your Ads Funny course for only $30. That's over $250 off, and it's the only sale we run all year. So go to hbros.com forward slash bfcm and grab it before it's gone. That's hbros.co slash bfcm.